Yo, what is up, all you primetime thoughts players and all you primetime fans? And shout out to uh, all our Lions out there in Hammond, America. I got, yeah, uh, <laughs> lying up, man. Shout out to all you Lions out there and all you all you graduates and soon to be graduates because I noticed that time of, uh that time in the year where all all the graduates are taking their pictures and stuff like that so shout, shout out to all you new graduates I know y'all went through a tough uh tough school year which everybody went through a tough school year because if you if you went to in classes if you went to online classes it, this school year has been tough so shout out to y'all for graduating and keep uh, keep going on and I hope uh Whatever you do with your degree or your career, I hope you strive in it. With that being said, uh, I have my brother from uh, Pike, Pi Kappa Alpha. I said it right, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I said it right. Got it. Man, and to show you, when I, when I recently went back home to New Orleans, I saw something and I was like, man, this brings back memories. I got the books. <laughs> I still got the books. Man. Um, so, you know, uh, I've been saying this for, you for a while now. I've been telling all you guys, like, uh, I am eventually going to go back to Southeastern. I'm doing it online uh, mm-hmm. for the fall. So, but I'm going to be doing some studying and then eventually once I get out of the army in 2023, I'm going to go as a full-time student uh, for the Southeastern Sports Debris uh, Program. And then Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully the Pike guys, they uh, they accept me in once again. Uh, But with that being said, I didn't properly introduce my guy right here, my my fraternity brother, ladies and gentlemen. my special guest who has been on this podcast three times already. Uh, give it up for Trey Johnson, man. Give it up, man. man. Appreciate it, man. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? I hope everybody's been doing well. It's your boy, Trey Johnson, also host of the No Disrespect But podcast. You can catch this on the Anchor app or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're streaming on, you can find us. Just look at us. You can also follow me on Twitter at but disrespect and you know just talking to zach we just had a my latest episode was about mental health official title was no disrespect but uh, you're bad for my mental health and to be honest man i just wanted to talk about some of the things i've been going through just kind of slacking really on the podcast but you know sometimes we have those mental lapses where it's just a lot going on in life wanting to talk about that and, you know, for me personally, it was just great to vent, even though it was to Mike. I mean, I can't see you guys if you're listening or anything like that, but I do appreciate all the fans and everybody that reached out. But I just wanted to encourage folks that whatever those triggers are that kind of have you feeling like that sometimes, like it's okay, it's part of life, but just find a way to talk about it. Even if you're talking to a professional, to family and friends, or like I had to do this talk on a microphone and just hear yourself uh, vent. It helps. So whatever you need, make sure you protect your mental health first and foremost, because it is important. Very, very much, very much. And uh, I I was listening to uh, Trey's podcast at work and I was, now I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, oh, I reached out to you on Friday, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and I was going through it a little bit. Uh, and the day went even, even like more. It got even more crazy. But that episode did de- did definitely help. Trey's episode de- uh, about the mental health and also just going back and listening to your podcast in general it did definitely help. So, ladies and gentlemen, I definitely recommend going and listening to Trey's. Uh, no, uh, no disrespect, but podcast. Uh, it def- definitely helps. Uh, and he does talk about sports, but then he also talks about different other things. Like uh, you, I remember you talked about gun control in one of your uh, episodes and you had a guest come on. Uh, and you also, you also do talk about a little bit of sports, but you're also not afraid to uh, talk about other different things. Like when it comes down to politics or when it comes down to like, like I said, mental health or gun control and stuff like that. It, it's something I definitely admire in you. Uh, and it's something I definitely want to do and change about this podcast more. So uh, uh, that's uh, coming forward. Uh, whenever I do feel like my mental health is there and like I could, I could deal, I could talk about something, I definitely will. So thank you for expiring, expiring me, uh, expiring, uh, inspiring, inspiring me and yeah. to change up my content, man, because it was, it was definitely- uh, man, I appreciate those words. And, and to Zach's point, I mean, that's the core of my, my podcast. You know, religion, politics, those are things that folks are afraid to speak about for some reason. Um, and to be honest with you, those are the things we need to speak about to advance the society. So I'm always open um, to talking about those things. But obviously, I'm a sports guy. I'm the self-proclaimed uh, sports guru, so you're always going to get some sports from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, uh, I call myself a sports guru. You call yourself a sports guru. Logan calls himself a sports guru. Like, hey, with us three, always sports gurus. So eventually, I definitely want to get Logan on the podcast and get all of us on the podcast. Uh, I haven't heard from B Ghost in a while, so I'm definitely going to reach out to him uh, and see how he's doing. Uh, I, I know recently he went to go to the UFC fight uh, out there in Florida. So, uh, B, if you're listening to this, uh, I hope you're doing well, my brother. And I'm definitely going to be reaching out soon. But uh, let, let's let's get to our first topic that uh, that I was bringing up to you. So, uh, LeBron James recently had came out and said, and I'm quoting him on this. Whoever came up with this shit needs to be fired. And this shit being the play-in tournament concept. Mm -hmm. Now, the Lakers are in danger of falling to the seventh seed. If you are the seventh through tenth seed in the West or Eastern Conference uh, in the NBA this season, you have to play in a play-in tournament to get into the playoffs for that seven or eight spot. So your nine or 10 could end up being a seven or eight, depending on how, how, how it goes. Uh, the Lakers who have been catching the injury bug be uh, from Anthony Davis going down with uh, what was his, his knee or his ankle. Or, uh, it was his ankle, I think, or ankle calf, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then uh, LeBron James going through a high ankle sprain and him recently trying to play on it, but he wasn't as explosive as he, he would like to be 
And he even came out and said, like, he he doesn't feel like he's going to be 100%. But when it comes down to LeBron James, sometimes, like, his 75% is better than some of these NBA starters 100% or 110%. So it's like anytime LeBron steps on the court, people are expecting him to put up, like, like uh, historic numbers and and he should win every game and it's it's like it's high crazy expectations but let's get back to the to this uh let's talk about this first mm-hmm. his comments about uh whoever came up with this shit needs to be fired yeah I, when you saw that comment because i know you probably saw it blowing up your twitter and your social media it was probably on news and stuff like that how did you feel about it at first um, to be honest with you, it's one of those things where you agree with the message, but not the messenger. And um, firsthand, I mean, I understood why they did the play in last year. The season was cut short, and they needed to give something to do. You probably had some teams, I know at the time, like the Pelicans had the easiest schedule down the structure. They really could have made a push. Uh, same thing with Portland, who ended up getting in the playoffs because of the play-in uh, tournament. but it also kind of screwed Memphis, who was playing well and then had a late injury um, to Jaron Jackson Jr., which kind of hurt their playoff chances in the bubble. So I understood last year why we need to do it because I think we cut the season short with about 15, 20 games left, and, and you know teams were still vying for playoff spots. This year, I'm not with it. It, it didn't really make sense. Um, they already had a shortened season, 72 games instead of the normal 82. Yeah. But um, it seemed this year the NBA kept making a lot of changes that they weren't supposed to make. One being the start. We were expecting a kind of January start. They pushed it up to Christmas. Um, the players weren't expecting to have an all-star weekend, let alone an all-star game. But the NBA saw a late money grab and decided to do that. And then obviously with the games that were – rescheduled early on due to COVID protocols and things of that nature. It's put a lot of teams in horrible positions where they're playing as many as four games in five days, which isn't really conducive to the optimal player health. And my take on it, as far as the playoffs are concerned, is you have, in this case, 72 games, but normally speaking, 82 to prove that you're one of the 16 best teams in the NBA um, in each conference, eight in each conference. And I don't believe that the play-in provides a level of integrity to the competition because now we're at a position where you could have the non-intensity get playoffs, run the table, and what if they do make a conference finals or what if they do make um, an NBA finals? How does that look? Because all year long, they were kind of bottom of the barrel in terms of their confidence, but somehow, some way, because of them being good for one day or having the health-wise, having the healthier players for one game, they've knocked a team who had been in that 7-8 seed for the most part of the season out. Um, So personally, I agree with LeBron James' message. I just don't like the fact that he's the one that said it. Why being, first of all, the play-in tournament was agreed upon 
by CBA as well as the ownership. The owners didn't didn't just come up with the idea and say, this is what we want to do. Everything has to be voted on. So in the CBA, that was voted on as something they wanted to do. Secondly, we heard nothing about this early on in the season. We heard nothing about this pre his injury when the Los Angeles Lakers were kind of hovering around the two and three seed in the West. But when you see that now your team is starting to be affected injury-wise, you're starting to be affected injury-wise, and you're about to fall down to that play-in because as of last night, they are in the seventh seed, and I believe they will be uh, for the foreseeable future unless Portland goes on a losing streak, a bad losing streak. So now that your team is in a position, you want to switch it up and then say whoever needs to do it needs to be fired. But we know who, who did it. I mean, we can point to an individual. I know you have the individual that came up with it. But at the end of the day, Adam Silver, the commissioner, was the guy that signs off on these decisions. And as far as also the players and the owners have to sign off on these as well. So everybody, in my opinion, needs to be fired if we want to go uh, that route. But like I said, I really just didn't like him doing it because had his team still been in the top tier of the Western Conference teams in no danger of being in the play-in tournament, we wouldn't even be hearing about this. So uh, that's just my my take. Like, I agree with the message. I think it was ridiculous. I hope that they don't try to bring this in for the future. I've heard there's been talks that they want to make this permanent. I pray to God that it's not because it just uh, undermines the integrity of the game. Uh, basketball is what it is because you have the best out of seven chances to win. And now you're making it for some teams sudden death, essentially. And that's just not what basketball is. So. I'm off my soapbox on it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I, uh, especially when it comes down to like, low, uh, you, we didn't hear anything from LeBron talking about it early on when they were like a second or a third seed, like you said. And now he's seven seed. Now he's complaining, saying this shit's stupid and somebody needs to get fired. It's like LeBron, like you're. I understand you are the face of the league and nobody could really take that away from you right now. Cause it's like, who else is really going to take that away from you? Right. As of right now. Uh, but you, you def you got you, Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, uh, and whoever are the, are the player representatives for the, uh, NBA, uh, players association. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys definitely definitely agreed on this. Uh, now I de- now if we go back to, I, I feel like they only came in, came up with this play in it because it was seventy two games, and they mm-hmm. felt like some games was eventually just not going to get played. Like not every not every team was going to be able to play those seventy two games. Unfortunately, like look at the Wizards early on. The Wizards was. Reschedule, reschedule, postpone, reschedule, reschedule, postpone, postpone, postpone. Now you look at the Wizards, they're going through it right now. They play games at the back and back and back. Like every time, every time I look at League Pass, it's like there's a Wizards game on there. I'm like, oh, well, they going through it. But the Wizards are still fighting for a player spot. They were bad, injured, it looked like they were going to tank. But then mm-hmm. now that they're healthy, they're playing for a player spot. You don't see nobody. You'll see the player teams completed. You don't see anybody else really completed like that. Like a higher seed, like you'll see like a Brooklyn or a Bucks or like a 76ers, because they don't have to worry about that. 
you only see like you you only see the Lakers, you only see LeBron can play because he knows they should be the number really the number one seed or number two seed out in the West, but that injury bug just got them. So I, I feel like it's more of him. He's trying to take out his frustration on who who uh whoever Eric Welsh Welsh's or not Welsh uh Welsh. He's a executive vice president of basketball uh, strategies and analysts. Uh, but but like you said, the border of governors, which is part of the NBA and, and the NBA uh, Players Association, they have to agree on this. So it's like it's it's a frustrating thing. Maybe he's just taking out his frustration, but this was a bad time to take out your frustration. And I mean, you know, in my Spurs currently, they're in the 10th seed in the West and they can benefit from the play-in but I think for them in the way they've kind of been a debt or the way the league has gone or the games have gone it's been a detriment to them because our players haven't haven't been able to stay healthy whether it be to COVID protocols or just lost Derek White for pretty much third time I guess final time this season and they're you know post all-star break they haven't had more than two days of rest between games. And I would almost rather the league have just canceled the games that had to get canceled instead of rescheduling them. Because if we're going to do the play-in tournament anyway, at least have these teams, these four teams, seven, eight, nine, ten, be as healthy as they can be. Because um, so, you know, my Spurs are about to finish the season on the hardest schedule. We have Portland tonight. Then we have the Bucks the Nets, um, and I know we have the Suns twice. And then we have to play a play-in game, potentially two if we win, then got to play another one. And then you have to play a first-round series. So that's a lot of basketball we're asking these athletes to play. And I get it. They're professionals. They train for this. But I just don't think you can train for what the NBA has been putting them through this season. Yeah, and then you got to think some of these athletes, uh, they have uh... – Olympics obligations. Yeah. Some of them might might go off to where is it? Japan? Is it Japan? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be in Japan this year, Tokyo. Yeah, some some of them might be going off to Tokyo, Japan, and playing the Olympics and stuff like that. And now you now you're playing the possible playing and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's it's weird. It's all out of wax and stuff. It's like uh, I think the only other team that really complained, kind of complained about it, was a Draymond Green. What from the Warriors? But it wasn't like it was. It caught a little bit of news, but it wasn't as big as like a LeBron talking like that. Like he he was yeah, probably saying like it, his. I feel like his his was more like team oriented and more mm-hmm. attacking the lead. He was like, we really shouldn't be in this situation, but we had injuries, so he understands why they in the player spot. I thought early on the Warriors should take pick up another pick. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're the Warriors, all you really need is a is to be healthy. Uh, let your young guys play. If your young guys pick up wins, that's good. So they're they're playing it. They're playing it kind of smart. They're letting yeah. Steph and Draymond play with the young guys. Get the young guys involved. Get the new guys involved. Andrew Wiggins is is showing out what he can do because yeah. when Clay comes back now, now here comes the championship expectations for the Warriors 
They everybody understands that. So it's like, okay, we we gotta get right before Clay comes back. Yeah, and, and I'll say this um to, to kind of go back to LeBron's comments. It would have probably been better off had he said it the way Mark Cuban said it. Because Mark Cuban came and said he didn't he didn't think it was a good idea. Um, and he was more so speaking in hindsight, because obviously he said at the time, we thought this would be great for the teams. We thought this would be great for the ratings, for the fans. But once we actually played the season, we see that it's not good. It's not. And I would have rather LeBron say that because you just can't put it on one person. You had a part in this, too, as a player and the Players Association. You guys voted to make this happen as well. So it's, you can come back and say, man, in hindsight, we really shouldn't have did this. Yeah. We shouldn't think about doing this ever again. Like, this yeah. is the net time. Yeah. But to kind of go overboard and just kind of act like the players, just, I mean, the only league really where it's truly player power-centric to act like you guys didn't have a say in this and it just happened to you all and you have to deal with it. And that's, that's bullshit. So I'd rather him just kind of say, hey, in hindsight, we shouldn't have did this shit. And, yeah. you know, you could at least even take it that way, but yeah. All right. So, with that being said, let's get into some of these uh, standings. Since we were talking about the West so much, uh, we're gonna start off with the West. We have the Utah Jazz uh, at forty nine and eighteen. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the Phoenix Suns at forty eight and nineteen. So they're a game away. And mind you, nobody has really locked in seedings. It's uh, it's still it's still like so. The Jazz and the Suns are still fighting for the number one seed, but the Clippers, who the third seed is, they can't get to the number one or the number two. They're two. They're they don't have enough games left. Now we come down to that part. So with the Los Angeles Clippers, they're forty five to twenty two, but they could lose the third seed to the Denver Nuggets, who's forty four and third and thirty three. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks, who the fifth seed, they're not getting close they're not getting anywhere close to where the different nuggets are in the Los Angeles Clippers because they don't have enough games uh but they could fall back into a play-in situation if something were to happen because the Dallas Mavericks are 29 and 28 the Portland Trailblazers are 28 and uh 38 and 29 and the Los Angeles Lakers are 37 and 30 uh the Golden State Warriors, who the eight seed, they're 34-33, which, by the way, now that I look at this, this is going to be a very good play-in game if the Lakers have to go up against the Golden State Warriors in that play-in game. That's mm-hmm. going to be super good to me. Uh, but the Warriors don't have a chance to catch up to the Lakers, but the Lakers could catch up to as high as the Mavericks if something were to happen. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors could lose that eight spot to the Grizzlies or to your San Antonio Spurs. And with the Pelicans losing last night, and also they lost, and it looks like Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram are both done for the season. Uh, even though that was a close game, it, it was just a whole bunch of miscues for the Pelicans. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, I don't know what you be thinking in low in close game situations, but man, you really do not need to be on the court anymore. Uh, but but the Pelicans are catching up to the Spurs. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, look at that. Look at that. The West seedings. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you see any changing? Any changes going on with this? Like the last week of uh, the NBA. I think the last week of the season. I think the Suns will ultimately get the one seed. They just they just have the easier schedule of the two between them and Utah. Um, I just see the the Suns capturing that seed. Um, I do think. The Clippers are bound. I don't think they're caring as much about seeding. So they are bound to possibly um, fall down to the four seed and have the, um, you know, have the Nuggets take that three seed. Because I think the Clippers are kind of trying to play the numbers game on where they have the best chance to to win. And I don't think they're trying to be in that. Um, two to seven, three, six bracket, because that's just going to be hard for anybody. You have Utah and potentially the Lakers at seven. And then if they were the three seed playing the Portland Trailblazers, when they're getting hot right now, that would be a, a tough out for them as well. So I think they're trying to to find the optimal seating to have the best success. Um, but, but I'd say that the only real changes are probably going to be, um, I would say, the one seeds, I just think the Suns are going to end up overtaking that. Yeah. Um, but but I could honestly see everything else just being the same. Because at this point, um, the Lakers can try to go all out and try to get out of the play-in. But what good is that going to be if it's going to cause AD to get further injured himself? What does that mean for LeBron? I mean, you have LeBron James, AD, you should be okay no matter what seeds you're in, as long as you're in. So, yeah. Um, so I think everything's pretty much going to be the same. Seeing that the Spurs have a hard schedule, I don't see them, you know, going either to nine or eight. But I also don't see them losing out to the Pelicans or the Kings, especially with um, Brandon Ingram and Zion being out for the rest of the season, um, reportedly being out for the rest of the season. So I think the, the Spurs are going to stay at 10. I think the Grizzlies are going to stay at nine. Golden State at eight. Um I think the Lakers, um, I have to go look at the schedules, but I think the Lakers might end up being at seven. I just don't think Portland's going to um, surrender that, and I don't think the Mavs will either, um, especially because they, they won their division or they won their division, so they're definitely going to be getting the playoff spot regardless. Yeah, That's just kind of how the, the rules are. Um, if I had to guess, see, if, I, if you asked me who I think, of the, the play-in teams as far as the nine and tens who might have the best chance to get in, I'd probably say the Spurs. I think uh, when I think of the Lakers and the Warriors potentially matching up, I'd just take the Lakers with LeBron James and Andy Davis. I'll just take them uh, mm-hmm. for them to secure that seventh seed. And, you know, when I think the Spurs, we kind of have Memphis's number. They did get Jaron Jackson Jr. back. But I just think um, we kind of have their number. So I can see the Spurs beating them in a winner-take-all. And, and I can honestly see them beating the Warriors in the sense that uh, we match up well for the most part. we got some bodies that we can throw at stuff, even, even as hard as that is. But I, I think um, the talent aspect of it, we've kind of been going back and forth this season in our, our season matches. But I think we could beat um, the Warriors and get, end up getting that final playoff spot and, and playing the Suns first round. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. We'll see. Okay. What about you? Okay, so you have the the Spurs getting in, mm-hmm. but then who's your your second getting in is the Lakers. 
Yeah, I have the Lakers having that seven seed. All right, Lakers securing seven. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going going with you. I, I'm saying I'm on the same mindset you. I was le- looking at it recently. I'm like, okay, so the Spurs are getting. Uh, you guys did lose White, but but now that puts the ball in uh, Murray's hands more. So mm-hmm. when and Murray Murray has shown that he can ball out. He can. He can be that potential next star for you guys. So I like I like seeing I like Murray's game a lot. I, I really do. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be super excited to see how he matches up with against uh, a John Morant and mm-hmm. uh, Murray against uh, Steph Curry. He he uh, he was playing. He's been playing great defense against him. And White also has as well. And you still got Patty Mills. Um, I, I very very much like it. Uh, I'm definitely agreeing with you. The only the only thing I can see is uh the Trailblazers get the fifth, but the the Dallas gets the sixth. Gotcha. But then it but then if you get the Clippers, uh yeah, they could stay at six. Cause I feel like the Clippers wants to avoid the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Because a Clippers versus Trailblazers, while that would be interesting for the fans, I don't think the Clippers want to see the Trailblazers in the first round. They rather see Dallas, who right now does not have KP. So, oh, um, I just forget about that. Just forget he got hurt. I mean, he he stay hurt, man. Like I, I can't. Like he'll he'll get in, stay in for like maybe a week, and then that next week he gone. I'm like, come on, KP. Like, what do you? What are, you, what are you doing, man? You just collected a paycheck now at this point. Uh, <laughs> ever since he left uh, the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, but, all right, so that, that was the West. So out in the East, you have – I'm not going to go through the records because it's, it's basically self-explanatory. Everybody's close, super, super close. I'm just going to say who's close and who's not. Uh so the 76ers, Bucks, and Knicks, which surprisingly the Brooklyn Nets, Nets are the third seed now. Mm-hmm. But they, they have been losing like five or six straight. Yeah. Because at what one point they were the first seed, but now they're the third seed. So that's interesting. Uh but yeah, 76ers, Bucks, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, New York, Knicks are the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Hawks are the uh are the fifth seed, which I know you're excited about the Hawks being in the playoffs because I remember seeing your tweet saying you got your uh Hawks uh playoff tickets. Yes, season ticket holder, bro. Uh I'm I'm near Charlotte. Like I'm a, I'm like an hour or two away from Charlotte. So when uh when Charlotte uh if Charlotte gets in, I'm definitely getting that playoff uh playoff game ticket. But then I might make a trip to Miami too. Uh but yeah. Speaking of Miami, Miami is the sixth seed. Uh, Boston is the seventh seed, and like it's the Charlotte Hornets is the eighth seed. The Pacers is the ninth seed, and the tenth seed is the Wizards. Uh, it's very unfortunate because I did watch Chicago to get in over the Pacers, but that with Zach Levine, but this is before Zach Levine came down with the COVID protocol and everything like that. Interesting, interesting to see that the Pacers are still in, even 
even though they had a whole coaching change and hey, good, good for the Pacers. They they're not taking this year like the Orlando Magic basically did. <laughs> yeah, the Pacers probably should have tanked them. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they definitely should have taped just for a high lottery. I I never understand that. If, if I'm like if early on I see that we're not doing good. Like by the All Star game, I see we're not doing good. I'm like, all right, let's take. Mm-hmm. And some of these teams should definitely take. But uh, how how you feel about the East? Um, East, to be honest with you, I don't think there's going to be too many changes. I I do think we could have a flip flop between the Knicks and the Hawks, but the Knicks are on a roll. Hawks are on a roll, so the Hawks will need the Knicks to maybe slip out, slip up down the stretch. So I think they're separated by maybe a game and a half or something like that. So nearly um, a game and a half. Yeah. So the Hawks have a chance. I've been liking what I see from them. So I would really like um, to see them get the four seed because if it goes seven, that means game seven is in Atlanta and I'll be there. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but that's the only thing I see kind of flip flop. And I think Brooklyn is going to stay at three which will suck for them because I think Miami Heat are staying at six. And I do have the Miami Heat repeating as Eastern Conference champions despite the season just because I feel that they match up well with every team in the in the, well, in the East. And, um, I mean, they play defense, but they also have the scoring that can come from anybody. There's not one person to say, if I take him away, we're good. Well, no, because if you take Jimmy away, you have Duncan Robinson, you'll have Tyler Hero, you'll have Kendrick Nunn, you'll have Goron, you'll have Bam, uh, Trevor Reese can get you some points. I mean, oh. it's just a lot where I feel that they'll match up well against a lot of teams in the East. We could possibly be seeing a Victor Oladipo as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to be better off if y'all don't have to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, because you know Kendrick Dunn go to, we, we've talked about this on Twitter. By the way, yeah. if anybody does not follow me, Trey, and Logan on Twitter. I'm gonna put all of our links down in the description, bro. Mm-hmm. Like our our sports conversation. You guys gotta follow our Twitter, man. <laughs> but we we talked about this multiple times. Like, who hurts the most if Victor Oladipo comes back? And we all agree it's Kendrick Dunn. And Kendrick Dunn's been playing great, especially being the starting lineup. Because you give Goran Dragic off the bench, and that Goran Dragic can bring you that boost and stuff like that. But I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, but, yeah, you you're talking you know, good but, about the but, heat, you know. Yeah, you know. but you know, but, but but yeah, but I mean, you know, when it comes to the people, my thing is, if you're not scoring, what are you giving me? I know if Kendrick Nunn doesn't score, he can make plays for his teammates. He'll play defense, things like that. So that's what I always look for in teams. But I, I do still see the Heat kind of staying back with the six seed. I think they're going to have an upset in the first round. So whether it's the Bucks or the Nets, they better be ready. Um, so they better be on the lookout. Now when we get to seven and eight, that's Boston and um, the Hornets. Yeah. And pre-injury, the Hornets are really looking good with LaMelo. And he's, I think he dropped 26, six and six on 50% uh, shooting last night. And they're looking good while the Celtics are looking worse and worse, um, especially with injuries and Kimber not playing. I'm going to have to take Charlotte in that one. I just like what they're doing. They're playing great basketball. Um, I think they're going to have a lot to prove, too. Um, and I can see them beating the Celtics and securing that 17, which would mean the Celtics would have to play the winner of the P- 
Pacers Wizards matchup, which I think the Wizards, oh. the way Russ has been playing, Bradley Bill, you know, a lot of their team is starting to get healthy. I'm seeing Rui um, starting to play well. I think they beat the Pacers head on. I just like that matchup for them. And again, I'm taking a, a rising Phoenix over a sinking ship. And and I think the much like the Trailblazers did last year when they were riding momentum, I think Washington is going to be riding momentum to upsetting the Celtics and securing that final playoff spot, which obviously would, would mean the end of Brad Stevens at in Boston because mm. you know we can't not at least get to a championship during your tenure. Um They've had some great moments, but I think missing the playoffs is going to be one of those things where Danny Ainge is going to have to say, hey, guys, we got to move on, get a new voice in the room. But I just don't see the Celtics making it out with the way they've been playing, um, the injury to Kimball Walker, uh, Mark Smart still making his way back in injury. And then Jalen and Jason, they're a great tandem, but sometimes they're just off. And when they're off, what do you have? So I, so I see – um, the Wizards possibly getting that final playoff spot and matching up against the 76ers first round. So, all right. Uh, I definitely agree with you, except I'm having my Miami Heat go all the way up to the fourth seed. Not, not, not fourth, fifth, but fifth. possibly, possibly could go to fourth because the Knicks don't have. Out of out of the the three teams, Miami has the easier schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone now we have Tyler Hero. He's finally back healthy. Um, he's finally back in the lineup, and he did play very well. He had twenty seven last night uh, against who, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? I can't remember who was it. For the life of me, I can't remember who was it. <laughs> it was somebody. Life of me, I can't remember who was. It was a I knew it was a Portland win because Boston had lost that lost that night mm-hmm. as well. But anyways, uh Tyler Hero had a great night coming off the bench. Goran Dragic had a great night coming off the bench with 21. And then of course Jimmy Butler still being Jimmy Butler and bam, uh throwing in a nice little 14 and 10 and stuff like that. But like you said, man, uh anything could happen. Any you, you could try and take Jimmy away. But then you still got to worry about Bam, Gordon, Tyler, Nunn, Duncan. You still got to worry about a lot of other cats. Uh, and a lot of the East are afraid of the Miami right now because they match up very well with every single team. The only day that we don't really match up with, but the East really doesn't have that strong of a rebounder except for uh, in the 76ers. Mm-hmm. The 76ers' height is the only thing. In, in their rebounding, it's the only thing that I am a little bit worried about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it was if it came down to the 76ers, I'd be, the Heat, the 76ers, I'd be like, okay, well, this is going to be very interesting. And then when it comes down to the Brooklyn Nets, can James Harden get on the court? Basically, if James Harden gets on the court, now I have some. Now we really have something to worry about out in the East. But yeah, I see the Heat going up to the fifth seed. But I definitely agree with you. Hornets over Celtics and then Wizards over Pacers. Wizards take it out the Celtics because the Celtics just been all out of whack and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh that being said, we had another, I know we had another topic. Uh 
Look, Kyrie, speaking of Boston, Kyrie Irving versus the media, right? Uh, so Kyrie has been talking to the media all seasons, for the most part all season. He has been collecting fines and stuff like that. And okay. he even KR says, I hope you guys use the fine money for uh for a community or for for the less yeah. fortunate and stuff like that. Which nobody in the NBA, of course, nobody had like Adam Silver or anybody from the NBA office says, oh, yeah, of course, we're going to donate that 35000 or however much money they have taken out of Kyrie Irving uh, this season for not talking to the media. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to give back to the community. Of course, the NBA hasn't said it, but I hope they definitely do. I hope they definitely did do it. Mm-hmm. Uh but Kyrie recently called calling the media pods and calling them negative and stuff like that. And it yeah. goes back to the to the to the narrative of players, basketball players wants to play basketball for the game. Now you do get paid to talk to the media, but you don't have to talk to them all the time. Like I wouldn't want to talk to the media for a pre-game, like a pre-game media uh interview or stuff like that. I wouldn't yeah. want to talk talk to the media me personally because like i don't want y'all to be talking about some nonsense like oh you would you and the other star player are gelling well and how do you guys think you got you're gonna fix it tonight and uh, like get all these thoughts in my head before the game and stuff like that now after the game i understand that's in my contract we need to talk about after the game but i'm only strictly talking about the game i'm not talking about any other my teammates or any other stuff like that i'm Unless it's a play that happened during that game, uh, Trey, what is your stance on Kyrie Irving versus the media? Well, I mean, I'm I'm always going to go um, with Kyrie or or players more times than not when it comes to the media. I mean, like you said, I know players get paid. I mean, that's part of the you get paid more than to just play basketball. You don't get paid that much money to just play basketball. You um, get paid that money to be effective in the game on the court, but also off the court, whether that be talking to the media, going to different other different speaking engagement, things like that. And that's understood. But I also think we live in a world now, especially with the rise of social media, where I feel that your day-to-day media members, they're, I don't want to use the word relevant, but they're not as needed as they used to be. To get your word out as a player, to know about how you were feeling, you had to talk to your beat writer. Now you can go on Twitter, you can go on Instagram, Facebook, and you can put that yourself. And the thing about that is we get it raw, straight from you. There's no, there's no, well, let me add this or delete this to make the story pop. It's coming straight from you. And then it's on us as the viewers seeing that to interpret the way we want to interpret it. But you said what you said. Um and 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 I, I appreciate that, especially with like we're on a podcast, players are starting to get on podcasts too, and we're having more access to players than we ever had. And I think for Kyrie's standpoint, his thing is look, a lot of what you guys do is just vilify, vilify, vilify. If I say something, you're gonna say I meant this, uh, but you're never really gonna ask me what I meant. And those that are reading aren't gonna ask me what I meant either. So I'd rather not talk to you, I'd rather focus on my teammates and also bettering the community that's something he said he's really you know passionate about and he's been doing it. but because he doesn't want to talk to you 
Um, you try to, in, in a sense, try to make it that he's, I guess, privileged or a crowd being a baby about it. But think about the history that the media has had with Kyrie Irving. I mean, uh, knowing how instrumental his father is in his life. I mean, his father was a single father. His mother passed away. And to ask him if LeBron James, if he saw LeBron James as a father figure, somebody, what, four or five years older than him at that time? You asking me if I see him as a father figure? Um, you know, when he wanted to leave Cleveland. Um, and I think that's when most of the vilifying of Kyrie's character came in to be because he was going against their beloved son. That's not LeBron James' fault that the media puts him up that way, but because he wanted to leave and, and be his own guy. But in my opinion, he wanted to have the respect that any superstar should have. Even if I'm a co-star, I should have a respect. I shouldn't be in trade conversations um, to get me out of here, not after I just won the championship, things like that. But they saw it, they made it their mission to vilify him. And it got to a point where I can see him not wanting to talk. See him, you know, taking some of his comments about his younger teammates. It was more so him speaking as a guy that was young himself mm-hmm. and not understanding what it took to be a champion and trying and having somebody like LeBron James and other vets on the team trying to instill in him what it meant to be a champion and him trying to do that now in Boston and seeing, damn, I probably was an asshole to some of these vets because I'm starting to get what I was given. That's a common statement. That's growth. But we took it and vilified it and said, oh, either he's bashing his young teammates, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, or he is backtracking on wanting to leave LeBron James in the first place, which were two things that he wasn't necessarily doing. So when you have this, this back and forth with the media where, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, I appreciate him just saying, hey, I'm just not going to speak. I mean, if it's not strictly about what's happening in court, I don't have to speak to you. And if the NBA wants to find me, great. But put it to something good because you are taking a lot of money. I wish, you know, you would stick to your agenda of helping the underrepresented. So that's just kind of my spill on Kyrie. I'm always going to be team Kyrie because he's the devil always and forever. So definitely always going to be on his side when it comes to these matters. Yeah, I'm definitely on Kyrie's side. I don't know about the whole blue do do devil <laughs> thing, you know, you know, LSU. I'm I'm literally about to go put the uh I got the finally got the hooks. So I'm about to put back up my LSU flag pretty soon. And then uh I'm trying I gotta wait in the mail, but I got a New Orleans City flag. Uh-huh. The, the, the little New Orleans City flag for all you nice. ladies and gents out there. I got that coming in the mail. Found that on Amazon finally. So that's coming in the mail too. And that's going to be up. So y'all going to be seeing that soon. But anyways, I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with Kyrie on this. I'm definitely standing with Kyrie on this. The media, and I definitely agree with all, all your takes. The media does vilify a lot of the players. And it's just, if I was in that situation, in their situation, I, would, I wouldn't want to talk to the media. Like, like, mm-hmm. I see why somebody, I see why some of these players like a Kevin Durant or, or like a LeBron James, like a Kevin Durant on the boardroom or LeBron James on a undisputed, uh, they're they're basically creating their own like media source, mm-hmm. so that way like their their the players' words don't get twisted or construed by the media and they left out some quotes or they edited something out and stuff like that like. It's it's 
it's something that we need now today in this in this uh technology age. We definitely need it. Because people will try and twist and and try and feed a different narrative. All right. And uh and our last topic, uh, who do you think has been the MVP of the NBA season? Um, for me personally, I think it's Chris Paul. Um, I know Jokic is balling, probably has like the the most one of the most historic PERs in the history of the game, and he's been doing his thing—a big man, almost averaging a triple double, top three seed in the West. I understand all of that, but you are where you were always like you were you're you are where you were last year in the year before um i don't think he necessarily is taking denver to this next level maybe if they were the one seed this year i could see that but chris paul is arguably probably going to end up being on the team with the best record nba wise a team that was not good last year. I know they had a great moment in the bubble, but I take all of that with a grain of salt because one, you had zero fans. So no, you had zero fans and zero pressure because who expected you to make it to a play-in or even get to the playoffs? So the Suns played a little bit loose um, compared to how they experienced last season. This year, you get Chris Paul. You go from a team that was bottom tier for pretty much a decade and he put and he surmounts them and has them as the top, you know, team in the NBA. And I get it, the, the numbers aren't flash. He's averaging about 17 points, I think close to 10 assists. But you can't tell me he's not impactful. Um I don't think that without him, we're even talking about the Suns being in the playoffs. Uh the same way you see how OKC has dropped off without him. Uh, they're about to be picking in the lottery this year. Well, actually, I think that pick's going to Houston, so they won't be picking in the lottery. But they are a lottery, a bottom feeder team, and that's because they lost that leadership. It, Chris Paul brings something that a box score can't always dictate. But, again, he's putting up solid numbers, and he has one of the better teams, the best team in the league. And I think about Steve Nash um, winning over Kobe Bryant, and people were upset about that because Kobe was the league leader in scoring. He was essentially dragging the Lakers to relevance in the playoff picture. But, you know, Steve Nash was that guy. I mean, he got his teammates involved. Um, he wasn't the best player on the team. Amari Stoudemire was just like Devin Booker is the best team on this Suns team. But to orchestrate that team and get everybody to buy and everybody to think past oh let's just make the playoffs let's just have a winning record I think Chris Paul is the most valuable player um I'm not going to be mad if uh, Nikola Jokic wins because he's doing things for his team too that's uh consistently having them at the top tier in the west and he's been without his running mate Jamal Murray for most of the season um he's going to miss the rest of the season now he had been hurt on and off with the season but if we're talking about what that award means the best team in the league, a guy who's really responsible for getting there is Chris Paul to me. So I don't know. I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna win it, but I just gotta lean the to, to CB3. Yeah. Uh I definitely agree with you. Uh if we're looking at what 
what does this uh, award stand for? Mm-hmm. Most valuable player. Then you got to give it to Chris Paul. Now, if you want to say best offensive player or best overall, whatever, whatever, then you go give it to Joke Joker, Joker. Jokic? Jokic, Joker, that's yeah. You give it to Jokic or you give it to your beads. All right, cool. That's fine. We understand. But most valuable player is a Chris Paul. Because with with Joella B, the 76ers are exactly where, like you said, the 76ers are basically exactly where they were in these last couple of years. Uh a high end seed, maybe not last year because they got hit with an injury bug. Uh, and then they basically they were basically out in the first round because they got hurt. But uh, or is it second? Yeah, they were basically out of the playoffs early because they got hurt. But uh, the 76ers haven't really changed with Joella B putting up these numbers. The Phoenix Suns they changed overnight, like how Chris Paul does when coming to a franchise. Look at when when he went to when he was with the Hornets. Hornets rarely got to the playoffs like they went there back in 03 maybe 0304 versus a rookie d-way and then i think that was the last time and that was with bar davis and the crew but then that was the last time and then you bring in a chris paul and his i think what the second season there in the playoffs third second like that it was like second or third yeah second or third season there in the playoffs and then the third or fourth season, he's he's uh he was what number two for that MVP going up against uh Kobe. Kobe probably should have been one v one. Um, I mean, but it, it's like, but, but if you look at it, it's like Chris Paul is a franchise game changer. When you get Chris Paul in, in your franchise, you're thinking playoffs, you're thinking championships. Now the only team that unfortunately he really had a chance with. Of getting the championship was that Rockets team, but then he got hurt against the Warriors, and they just couldn't pull out that game seven. It was very unfortunate, but he had he definitely had chess. Well, the Clippers and the Rockets, there was a lot of three one leads that they lost, yep. and then the Rockets uh, against the Warriors. It was just a worry, uh, but it, that still get brings me back to my point. Before before Chris Paul gets onto your team, you're either not really you're really not doing that good, or you're a first round exit straight up. As soon as you get Chris Paul, you're in the the semifinals or the conference finals. You're fighting for a championship. So that Chris Paul is my MVP. Uh, I really want to give it to Jimmy, but I know Jimmy ain't gonna get it because they're no. stu- they're crazy low seed. I understand that Chris Paul is the MVP. All right. With that being said, Trey, uh, thank you for joining me. I've been having you on for like a good hour now, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but this has been a very great episode. Uh, uh, any Anything else that you would like to say to the people out there before we head Man, out? I just want to I just want to say to all the mothers out there, uh, happy Mother's Day. I know that's coming up, so you know, yeah, it's just one day, but you guys do it 365, 24-7. But you are appreciated. And to my mama, I love you. So um always remember that. And I got you something nice. So. <laughs>
Uh, it, like like Trey said, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, all you soon to be mothers out there. Uh, no, 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 not giving away any. No, I've been too far away, too far. No, I'm not saying anything. That's not on me. I'm just saying all you soon to be mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy it. Your Mother's Day is coming up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Mom, I already told you, uh, like, Friday, your stuff is in the mail. That's not on me. That's on the U.S. Postal Service. I'm sorry they delayed it, but like I said, I'm not in control of that. Uh, With that being said, definitely go check out Trey on Twitter. Uh, Just look up his name, Trey Johnson, or look up uh, No Disrespect But Podcast. Uh, Definitely go check out his podcast on on uh, basically everything, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, hopefully, one day he gives us that YouTube channel. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how that comes, and we can get his, uh, we can see uh, we can get his face up on YouTube. And then, uh, with that being said, peace, y'all. Uh, enjoy y'all Mother's Day, and y'all have a good one. Thank you, Trey, for joining me. Oh, anytime, bro. You have a good one. You too.